Hello and welcome to our last episode of How's Life, at least for the semester. And this time around, we are going to be looking at some Would You Rather questions. And I personally love Would You Rather questions because I think they offer insight into what people value. And when you say, well, what do you value, uh, and when you're trying to get to know a person, um, you know, that's a really abstract question that I don't think we really know the answers to. But when you break it down into something more simple, when it's just about comparing two things, uh, then I think you can really get some insight. Uh, and the problem with would you rather questions still is sometimes people know the right answer. Um, especially if you're trying to figure out what people really value. Really, you have to look at their actions. But it's still interesting just to see what people prefer. Uh, so let's start with a bit of a classic, kind of just silly one. You know, would you rather be able to freeze time, or would you rather uh, be able to switch lives with anyone at any time? So I guess you could switch, and you could switch back, and you have complete freedom over uh, that ability. So would you rather be able to switch lives with anyone you want to, whenever you want, or be able to freeze time? I think I'd rather freeze time because I love who I am as a person because this is the way God made me and like this is who God wants me to be and he wouldn't want me to be anybody else. And so I would choose to stay being me and be able to freeze time because I feel like you can do pretty cool things if you freeze time, like finish all your late assignments in like two seconds. So even if this wasn't a would you rather question and I just ask you, uh, would you like to have the power to switch lives with people? Would you say no to that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Victoria. I think that I personally would love to switch lives just because I'm so curious what other people experience. And if I were to have that ability, I would try to switch lives with some someone who you know I couldn't otherwise relate to so maybe some uh, impoverished orphan in uh, South Africa who's also a female I don't know it'd just be interesting to see what life is like from other perspectives with uh, from people with different situations and abilities and, and all of that the next one is would you rather be able to speak all the languages in the world or be able to talk to animals. All right, let's see what Mr. Huerta has to say about this. He's a language teacher, so uh, I don't know. Maybe he'd prefer to know more languages, or maybe you know, Spanish and English is enough. I think I would rather... Uh, I'd rather speak human languages, all human languages, than, than speak an animal language or communicate with animals. Mm, why is that? Because uh, human beings, people are more important than animals. I mean, I, I love animals, I care about animals, but you know, I think human beings come first. So. I agree. I don't know, because for me, I interact with maybe more animals on a daily basis mm. than people who don't speak the language yeah. that I speak. So I don't know how useful it would be to me to be able to speak all languages. I mean, maybe if I start traveling later, but... 
it'd be just kind of interesting for me to to know what animals think. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No. I. I think. Yeah. I think it would also be valuable to to mm-hmm. be able to communicate with animals. Sure. I'd love to communicate yeah. with my pets. But uh, I think I think people are still True, yeah, more yeah. important. So. That makes sense. Hi, Frank. Hello. So, would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak every human language? I I think that a lot of animals have thoughts that could theoretically be translated into English. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they would be particularly complex or useful. I think animals in general are fairly good at nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. At least I think they are. So I'm going to go with uh, speaking all the different languages. Yeah. But don't you want to know like, what their thoughts are? Um, they're really aware of themselves and just be able to see if they have some you know, intelligence. Yeah, but here's what I'm thinking. Here's my, here's my selfish line of logic. If I can talk to animals, people will just be scared of me and like I'm crazy, okay. right? Whereas if I can speak all the different languages, then I'm just cool. Like I'm intimidated by bilingual, multilingual people because I feel like they just have this power over me and so I want to achieve that power. So being able to snap my fingers and be able to speak every single different language I think uh, makes my image, improves my image a lot more than being able to talk to animals and I just think it's better in general. True, yeah. Even if, you know, maybe you wouldn't use all those languages a whole lot in your life. Yeah. That's just a cool factoid. I can speak Every language. Yeah, and the big ones is helpful. You know, you yeah. can tr- travel a lot easier, and yeah. All right, thanks, Frank. You can get work any. You can get a work in a lot of places teaching languages. Oh yeah, that's true. You can translate and make big thoughts. Yeah. Here's another one that's relevant to high school experience. Would you rather be a star athlete, so say the best athlete in the school, or would you rather have the best grades in the school, be the valedictorian? For this one, I asked a few freshman boys who are trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to pursue. Are they going to pursue grades or sports? So it's interesting to see. Would you rather be the valedictorian at Monte Vista or the greatest athlete at Monte Vista? The greatest athlete. Definitely the greatest athlete. Yeah, athlete. I don't know if I want to, like... The head of the school. Wait, is that the head of the school? No, the valedictorian no, is the person with the best grades. Oh. No, we ain't about that life. Mm-hmm. But then you could get into a good college. Sports yeah, but if you have a scholarship, you can get a scholarship. Valedictorian. Oh, really? Yeah. Alright. Are you guys all athletes then? No, we're gonna play the cross game. Yeah. <laughs> You're aspiring athletes. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting. Gotcha. I, I would have done football. I just like didn't do the like over the summer like conditioning and stuff. And then I was like, I'm kind of done. Yeah, we're fine. And Reagan, you had a pretty passionate response. So, yeah. what's your reasoning? I don't know. I just think I'd rather like play sports in high school and just like have fun, and then maybe. All right, Frank. Uh, would you rather be the best athlete in the school, or would you rather be the valedictorian? Valedictorian. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with valedictorian. And that just has to do... I think that while I have demonstrated my uh, contempt for the culture of academic attainment a lot, I think that my personality is still a little bit better for uh, doing doing like school academic stuff than for sports. I don't think that I... I've never liked sports. I don't think that I'm cut out for it. 
And so just like what would make me happy, I'd honestly rather uh, be the valedictorian than spend all that time doing sports. So even if you were really awesome at sports, you don't think you would enjoy it? You don't think you'd want to be um, like that, that jock guy that everybody thinks is cool? Well, I think this is a tough question because my entire life I've been terrible at sports. And that might have to do with why I just don't like them. Like, I don't hate yeah. sports. I don't hate jocks or athletes or anything. I think that that's great, but it's really just not for me. But maybe if I was brought up in an environment where that was more important was placed on sports, maybe if I had more of a natural aptitude for it, I would enjoy it more. Yeah. So I can't really explore that hypothetical too much. I think that people who are better at sports will say athlete, and people who are better at academics will say valedictorian. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, just for the reasons you just said, uh, when you're better at something, you tend to enjoy it more, and then you uh, would prefer being even better at it. Mm -hmm. Alright, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, valedictorian for me as well. Alright, thanks, Frank. Here's one of my personal favorites. Would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the funniest person in the room? I think our culture values intelligence a lot. I mean, we're in school to be smart, I guess. Depends on, you know, how you think of intelligence. A lot of people would kind of pair uh, funniness and intelligence, probably. But, I don't know. Me and many other people seem to think that funniness is a better quality than being intelligent. And when I think intelligent, I think book smarts, kind of. Uh, having a lot of cognitive competence, uh, especially academically. I definitely like funny people more and would rather be a funny person. That makes people happy. But let's see what other people think. Alright, Victoria, would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the funniest person in the room? I think I'd rather be the funniest person in the room. Why is that? I just feel like... If you have a good sense of humor, you can get far in life, right? And not everything's based off of your smarts. Like, you have to have a good personality in order to be, like, a really good person, you know? Yeah, so it's not just about being the smartest person. It's about being a good person and having a good personality. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Tori. You're welcome. Thank you. I would say yes. Would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the funniest person in the room? Smartest person in the room. Why not? <laughs> well, so you, you think that uh, you should be the funniest person in the room? Why why uh, you have to do that one? Maybe the funniest person will make all the people in the classroom be happy. Yeah. That's how. True. And uh, why, why do you want to be the smartest person in the room? To get the best score. Best score? Yeah. So maybe you can make your family and your parents happy eventually. Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Frank, would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the uh, funniest person in the room? Um, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, because you would, I would think, and this is again a little bit of a loophole, that if you're the smartest person in the room, you are more capable of becoming the funniest person in the room. Mm -hmm. 
you have more of an ability to improve at other skills, especially mental skills. Um, and uh, if you're it, like the other problem, and we've talked about this question before, so I'm kind of regurgitating that. But part of the problem with this question, I think, is that in order to be the funniest person in the room, you have to be pretty darn smart. So if you go with the funniest person in the room, you're going to be one of the smarter people in the room. Okay. And so by that, by that logic, I would think there. Because unintelligent, funny people, I don't think have much... I, I think that their humor is derived from a less intentional place. It's not that they're unintentionally funny and everyone makes fun of them. But I'm not, I can't imagine that if you, were, if you were unintelligent but very funny, you have all that much of a grasp about the nuances of what makes you funny. Yeah. And it really just sort of happens, and you have some mannerisms, or you have some perspective that's, you're basically like a one-trick pony. Yeah. And so, if, in that case, I would say smartest person in the room, but if we're going realistically, if you take a room, who's the funniest person, who's the smartest person, they're there's a good chance that a lot of times those two will coincide, or they're going to be of similar intelligence. Yeah. So, it depends on what you mean by the question. Yeah, if if sure. if the smart person if the funny person is also smart funny person. Okay, let's go with a highly intelligent person who is only very unintelligent in the area of funniness. Like their humor box is broken, but everything else, even like social skills and everything, everything else is fine. But they are incapable of laughing and therefore are incapable of knowing what's funny and cannot make a joke. Well, this this gets to another thing that we talked about earlier, where it's not just that some people are funnier than others. Some people receive funniness more severely. So I think that people there are a lot of people who are just like more serious, and it's not even that they're not funny. It's that they don't like funny stuff that much. I don't think that they see the point yeah. as much as like I like to think that I place a lot of value in humor, and I'm a really big fan of comedy, whether it's like written or off the cuff or something. And I spend a lot of time consume, looking for things and consuming things that are funny, as well as trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can't really relate to the smart person whose humor, but I can't really relate to the smart person whose humor box is broken, because I don't know if that would be a source of sadness or insecurity for them to look at all these people laughing at stuff and to just not get it. Like, would that suck, or would you just accept that? I. If it, if we if it was me, except you made my humor box broken and I saw everyone laugh and I just couldn't figure it out, I would not, I would not be able to handle that. Yeah. That would be crushing for me. If I maybe some other people, that's fine with them, and uh, maybe, I mean, uh, maybe we should like seek out really serious people and interview them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Thanks. Sir. So I would consider myself on the more serious side. I definitely am more academic than funny. I have sort of, sort of a reputation of being intelligent, but I totally wish I was more funny and less intelligent. Here's another interesting one. I asked both guys and girls this question. Uh, intelligence or attractiveness in a boyfriend or girlfriend? So, you know, who's more superficial? Or if you want to think of it that way. I don't know. Intelligence is, I think, somewhat of a superficial quality. Uh, so let's see what girls say first. It is recording. Would you rather have a, an attractive boyfriend of below average intelligence or an average looking boyfriend with above average <laughs> intelligence? I would say an average-looking boyfriend with above 
uh, average in intelligence. <laughs> so now I, I'm going to ask that for boys too and see if there's a, there's okay. a difference. Okay. See if there's different values. All right, got you. All right, thanks, Allie. Is it, what? Why though? Um, because it doesn't. As long as their personality is like sweet and nice and like charming and caring, I'd rather have that than have someone like with like that's like kind of full of themselves and doesn't know is not very educated yeah. saying like I don't know I don't know and it's not like they're it's like it's not like they're gonna be horrible like it could be worse average is like it's like all right it's not too bad like yeah. it's important to have intelligence because I think for me one of the most attractive things is having having intelligent people in my life yeah yeah that makes sense I, I would agree with you on that one and now it was time to ask the boys the same question. And I expected to get more, you know, pretty over intelligent responses, but I, I don't think I interviewed enough people to make a fair judgment between genders as to who's, you know, who values attractiveness more. Uh, it was certainly interesting though. Would you rather have an attractive girlfriend with below average intelligence or an average-looking girlfriend above average intelligence? Well, I mean, it depends on what you consider average. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, uh, I'd rather have an average girlfriend and in above intelligence if she's very smart. Okay, so can we get a that Does everyone agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it you know. Depending. Okay. <laughs> so it depends on the, the, the extremity of, of both cases, maybe. Yeah, yeah. what you consider average. Yeah. We need some uh, examples. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Would you rather uh, yeah. profile A or profile B? Do I need to like have a have like, two pictures or something? Damien. Or Sage. The above average. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for you guys' response. Yeah. I have never um, made a chart of all of my of all of the uh, female humans who are of my content like approximate contemporary age, mm -hmm. ranked them all by attract attractiveness and seen who's in the middle. Mm -hmm. I don't know what average is. Okay. It's possible that the mean attractive uh, girl of my, approx of my approximate age within my circles might, um, might not be a detriment to my more lustful desires, but it might be. I don't know what average looks like, okay. and that's my honest answer. So if we, can edit the, if we can edit the question to make it a little bit more cutthroat and say, um, and say hot but dumb or ugly but smart, um, man, it's like I'm uh, I, 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 part of me wants to say hot but dumb but then it's like you have to the, the, the vast majority spent in a relationship is like talking to them exactly. and being with them right um, and so I'm not, sh I'm not sure that that would be a particularly f fulfilling thing mm -hmm. on the other hand it's like I I'm not really down for ugly but smart either. Sorry, all you ugly smart girls out there. I can't really help it. So that's a that's a tough one. 
This is a good would you rather question. Um, my 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 logic initially initially I was just gonna say hot and dumb because I don't plan I wouldn't at this stage in my life be like thinking well I'm gonna marry this person and this is my soulmate right yeah but I I just don't even think that like having to have deep conversations with a with a and by but when we say dumb I assume that means just like not a stimulating person to have discourse with. I'm just I'm just not sure that that would be a net more fun. Yeah. So how are they in terms of emotional intelligence? So that's a good question. Like there's different kinds of intelligence. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say in all categories of intelligence, the smart one is high. Okay. And the dumb one is low. In that case I'm going to go. My 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 answer is my answer is neither, right? But of course, yeah. that's disrespecting the hypothetical question. Yes. Uh, accepting the hypothetical question that I have to pick one, I'm gonna go with the ugly, mature, emotionally mature one because I think that that will create less problems down the line, maybe yeah. post relationship. Mm-hmm. And this last one is just for Frank because I think he's the only person honest enough to really give a good answer. Would you rather? be envied or liked and i ask this question because it seems like a lot of people do things to be envied and i don't know if they recognize that that's one of their values maybe they confuse it with being liked but it's totally different all right would you rather be envied or liked um i'm just like I'm trying to think about how this one works out in practice. And I know that in a, a lot of the time I am doing things or working on trying to improve myself so that I will be, I will have enviable qualities as opposed to necessarily likable qualities. Mm-hmm. I also try to work on being more liked and likable in the sense that I want to, I want to, you know, have meaningful relationships with people and not yeah. be distant from everyone. So I get, I think that the question here is are you willing to sacrifice um, genuine connection and interaction for qualities that our culture puts up as important like uh, like talent and intelligence and financial success and yeah. and all that. See, this is another one where I really just want to have my cake and eat it too. But uh It seems like it's easier to be liked, for sure. Yeah. All you have to do, it doesn't matter if you are intelligent and talented, like you said, all you have to do is be nice to people. It seems seems like it'd be easy. Yeah. Right, and that makes it seem less valuable because more people have the ability to do it. Yeah, but then I think liked a sixty percent of the population is uh, like likable, or I think that liked, like you brought up, is such a common thing that maybe maybe it, it, we should rephrase it as like very well liked, like an exceptionally likable person. All right, and. I unfortunately I think that ex- in in practice exceptionally likable people um, 
also tend to have like status uh, superiorities. And I think that in general, people are more attracted and more interested in people who have high contrasts. They're great at some things and they have these deep flaws. And I think that that's more interesting than just like a flat, likable person. And so this is a little bit of a difficult dichotomy to construct in my head. And so like I'm... I don't know because like I'm okay with being mostly envied but having a few people who actually like me and like having a few close people in my life yeah but uh and I and I take that over being liked by everybody but not really having much to stand on any day of the week seems like you can manage getting at least a couple people to like you yeah if you are you know competent in a lot of areas mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, there's uh, someone for everyone, and that yeah. stands for friends and uh, intimate relationships and all that. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit of a difficult hypothetical for me to construct mm-hmm. in, in lieu of that. I think that's the right term. I'm just going to say, like, how it plays out in real life. I My gut's telling me envied. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, w- w- with the secret hope that being liked will come with that. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's the thing is, this is another question where you know the right answer. Yeah. Because envy, that, that has a strong negative connotation to it. Yeah. You know, that's not something we'd be proud of, that um, envy sounds really prideful uh, or something. Uh, but it does seem that most of our behaviors go towards trying to be envy. Yeah. So I was, I was curious about how many people would be honest about that or about what we really do value because um, it seems like a lot of our money goes into status and a lot of our time goes into developing skills that will make people think, wow, that person is successful or they're, you know, they envy us, but you know, just because somebody gets good grades doesn't mean I like them more, but we try so hard to get good grades. Yeah. I think that oftentimes people can rationalize their, away their envy. Like, mm-hmm. if someone is really great at getting good grades, yeah. I don't like. I get, that's an enviable trait that shows that they have good yeah. discipline, work ethic, intelligence, and whatnot. But like, that's not my thing. Yeah. So I see. Okay, well, you do. You go do your thing, and I'll do my thing. But then it's only when someone is better than me at something that I feel like is in is directly in my wheelhouse that that screws with me. Yeah. And so I think this I I don't think that the uh, the envied super successful person who no one likes because they're super successful doesn't really exist. You have to be a very unlikable person in order to achieve that, I think. Yeah. And uh... would you rather's are often just a silly get to know you game, right? But I think they really uh, reveal something about people at the core um, at least if you answer them honestly and seriously so i hope you enjoyed this last episode uh thanks for listening and see you next time goodbye